0: This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. Right here, live on the radio in Tampa Bay and live on iHeartRadio, letstalkfaith.com, and I Work For Him. And also rebroadcast out there on all the major podcast platforms and Talk America Radio. You know, I just want to remind you that as we approach this day as our, in our workplaces, that our workplace, your workplace, my workplace, it's our mission field. And in that mission field, as we get sent off Our mission field, in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our co-workers and employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the work that you do, none of it's by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus, and you may be their only chance. And you may say, but Jim, seriously, I'm not an evangelist. Yeah, neither am I. I'm a radio talk show host. But I know this. The people that I've worked alongside, the people that I touch in my community, these people are lost and hopeless. Just look at the news. People are hopeless. But you and I, we know the answer to their hopelessness, and we need to let them know that it's Jesus. You know, traditionally, Labor Day, it's a day to celebrate, hey, you know what, it's another day off. But what if we change the focus of Labor Day to be a celebration of our ministry In the workplace. The original intent was to celebrate organized labor and the fact that we all had jobs. Labor Day has turned into a celebration of the last days of summer. Now, if you're here in the southeast, it's nowhere near the last days of summer. But in Minnesota, on at least a dozen of the 30 years that I was in Minnesota on Labor Day, it was the last day of summer because it either flurried, snow flurries, or it was 40 degrees. It was ridiculously cold. But it barely looks and feels like the original day it was intended to be. Today, that changes. Today, we turn Labor Day into a celebration of the work that God has blessed our hands with. Today, we celebrate the training that we've been equipped with so we can be Jesus to those in our workplaces. Today, our labor is a gift from God. Let's turn Labor Day into a day of thanksgiving to God for the mission field that he placed us into. Today, we're going to talk to a couple of people. We're going to start off with Kathy Branzell from Love 2020, because the Labor Day initiative is part of the Love 2020 movement. Kathy Branzell, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, it's great to be back. It's great to have you back in the country and all relaxed and enjoying what's going on. You've had some pretty stinking exciting things going on in the Love 2020 world. Why don't you tell awesome. us why don't you tell us a little bit about some new leadership that's going to work alongside you to help Love 2020 get even more expansive? I'm so excited. I've done the
1: thank you Jesus dance all over my house multiple times cuz we we are greatly thankful for um, Paul Cedar, who has been a, the leader of the Mission American Coalition for many years and has given us some outstanding leadership and, and really uh, been used by the Lord. But we just announced a couple of weeks ago that uh, Paul Cedar will be retiring, and that our new, drumroll please, CEO and president is none other than Nick Hall. And many of you know Nick. Um, He is the founder and chief communicator for the ministry Pulse and was responsible for uh, the vision and the implementation of Together 2016 uh, last July um, in the mall of Washington, D.C., where half a million people came to worship and to praise God and to then go back and serve their communities and love their neighbors.
0: That is so really good ex- to have Nick. And I can't wait till Nick gets a little more familiar with what we're doing and then we'll bring Nick on to join us as we talk about Love Twenty Twenty. Let's just review <laughs> for everybody what the Love Twenty Twenty Movement is all about. Perfect.
1: So the Love Twenty Twenty Movement is all about our mission, our vision, our goal, what we eat, sleep, drink, dream about, is that every person in America every person in America will receive the loving touch, some sort of compassion, some sort of care, some sort of love, a casserole, child care, a, a ride to a, a doctor's appointment, a visit as a shut-in, whatever is needed, uh, food over the weekends, uh, teaching English, help with homework, any way that you can think of and that you see that somebody needs. We want every person to receive the love of Jesus, and the message of jesus given by an authentic christ follower
0: Uh, it's it's amazing the end
1: of the year 2020
0: by By the the end end of
1: the year 2020 the clock's ticking yes a lot of people yes but we are super excited because we have divided culture out into over 40 different areas of cultural influence and um we have brought hundreds of ministries together people who want to work and collaborate together in the unity of the body of Jesus Christ, and they're saying, you know, "We, we, we don't need credit, it's not about us, we're not fighting over turf and donors. We are just out there loving Jesus and loving our neighbor as Jesus has loved us.
0: And we're going to talk a lot about this and the initiative to use the week of Labor Day to really recognize this unique ministry that all of us have been given in our workplaces. But I'd like to welcome Patrick McBain. He goes by Patty. Patrick McBain, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you, Jim. Good
2: to be so on the So glad man.
0: to. Glad to have you here. You know, since this is your first time on I Work for Him, you're you been part of the Love Twenty Twenty Workplace Initiative team. But you, you know, you work alongside a bunch of all the people that we've had on the air before. But it's the first time you've been on. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit of your story? How did Patty McBain become a Christ follower?
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I was born in Northeast Ohio, a small labor town uh, called Warren. And uh, relatively large family, six kids. I was number five in the rotation. Uh, it was uh, an interesting and challenged um, uh, childhood family dynamic um, in that my father was an alcoholic. Um, and there was a lot of contention and uh, marital strife, which created family strife uh, and a uh, you know, pretty unique uh, dynamic that uh, was, uh, part of my early experience, I was challenged academically. Uh, found myself uh, resisting anyone in a position of authority, and uh, uh, suffice it to say, I went through a lot of hard knocks um, as I emerged out of my out of my youth. Uh, when I locked in on um, what I thought was going to be my future, my little dream. Jim was that I was going to be a nightclub singer. And so I went off to uh, college uh, as a vocal performance major at Youngstown State University. And within two months of my freshman year, I was in the hallway one day and I looked down the hall and there was this absolutely drop dead gorgeous
0: woman down on the other end. I knew and there I, was a woman coming into this store. I <laughs> knew it. Let's hope her I, Le, her name is Leslie. That's the one down the end of the hallway? That's right.
2: That's her. And so, you know, I, had, I, I said, I have to figure out how to meet her. And so I literally went to work trying to uh, figure out who she was, where she fit into the scheme of the music school, and all those types of things. Long story short, we met, um, and I asked her out on a date. Um, That date turned into multiple dates. We fell head over heels in love with each other. Um, And, um, you know, it seemed like perfection, that this relationship was what I was looking for all my life. Um, The interesting dynamic that was associated with Leslie's background was that she was actually raised in the church. Her parents were missionaries. In Southeast Asia. She grew up in part of her early years in Southeast Asia. Um, uh, Her grandfather and grandmother uh, were uh, involved in the Christian Missionary Alliance movement early on in Western Pennsylvania, and um, her parents were deeply involved in their local church after their missionary years. Uh, It it almost seemed like, how did this girl meet this guy? And um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when I look back, you know, it's all part of a divine setup. Well, long story well, short. I'm going to
0: stop you right there because we <laughs> yeah. still haven't figured out how you became a Christ follower. We're talking today with Kathy Branzell and Patty McBain. Patrick McBain is part of Marketplace Solutions. Kathy Branzell is part of Mission America Love 2020. Kathy's been on our show mm-hmm. many times. Patty McBain has not. This is his first time as, as talking about the Love 2020 movement. Patty, you were in the middle of the story where you've got this almost unbelievable supernatural relationship happening with Leslie. You're now bride. But I got a feeling we're coming to the point where there was a little twist added to this whole deal.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the twist was Leslie got pregnant with our oldest daughter, Emily, and my little world came crashing in on me. Uh, I was not prepared to be a husband, and I certainly wasn't prepared to be a father. And uh, at the ripe age of 19 years old, it was all thrust upon me. So uh, I found myself um, retreating into familiar patterns of uh, uh, depression and uh, worry and anxiety and all the other things. And in the midst of it, I realized that I was committed to Leslie, and so out of that commitment, we got married legally in her pastor's study, and then... Her pastor said, Let me take you through some marriage counseling just so you guys can uh, feel a little more comfortable about what you're getting into. And then in about five weeks, we'll go ahead and do a public ceremony with your family and friends. And so that's what we did. What was interesting is in between those two times where we set the legal marriage, September 21st, 1981, and uh, the family gathering, um, her pastor, during one of the evening meetings, looked at me and he said, Patrick, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. He said, if you were to die tonight, do you have any idea what would happen to you? I thought about it for a second. I said, sure, I'd go straight to hell. And he said, would you like to change that? And I said, you can't change this. I said, there's too much damage done. There's too much water under the bridge. And he looked at me and he said, you're right. He said, I can't change anything, but I know someone who has and who wants to be in a relationship with you? And so that night, he told me what it would be like to be in a relationship with Jesus. And uh, Jim, I'm I'm an all in type of guy. And that night, to the best of my ability, I went all in with God. And God literally invaded my life, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And um, I started on a trajectory with. God and Jesus in that relationship that uh, I never even thought was possible. So that's how I came to the Lord.
0: Well, I, I love that story. I love the fact that you... <laughs> You know, you you already knew. You knew you were going to hell. Most people don't know they're going to hell. They think, "Well, I think I am pretty good enough to go to heaven." But you know, <laughs> you just like, "Nope, I am going to hell." What what I what I love about that story too is that you received that redemption from Christ. That you 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 received what He did for you, and wanted that relationship, and that's what the Love Twenty Twenty movement is all about is mm-hmm. the fact that you are just like most of the people that were working alongside. You didn't know the truth. You didn't know it was available. and and, but you did know your destiny which that's unusual a lot of people kind of are a little you know abbreviated on where they think their destiny is going how cool is it to be part of a love the love 2020 movement to know that we're trying to equip christ followers to bring their faith into their workplace and to minister and love on those people they work alongside who are living hopeless lives like you were
2: yeah i well i think it's fantastic and uh you know for me uh this whole idea of you know workplace ministry and uh, engaging in this way um i i just thought back when i came to the lord that this was how all christ followers did it that they did love on their coworkers and their customers and and everything and so i started to do things even in my workplace that um Some people question, you know, you're going to get fired for that! (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, but it was uh, out of a pure heart and and motive to love others, and to connect with them relationally, and to um, build on that foundation of relationship that would eventually allow us to uh, introduce the only answer that is going to solve any of the world's problems,
0: and that's Jesus. And, Kathy, that's what the Love 2020 movement is all about, and that's the Labor Day initiative is kind of a kick in the keister to get all of us to recognize this. Isn't that what it's all about? Uh,
1: it, that's exactly what it's all about. You know, I'm so excited. Uh, well, first of all, Patty, thanks for your story, because I love when the guy gets the girl and Jesus gets the guy. That's, mm. that's the best story. I love that. So, But, you know, I, I, what I think about with this uh, Labor Day initiative is that, Um, We get the chance to be the answer to the disciples' prayers back when Jesus was walking through towns and villages. He wasn't sitting in the church just waiting for people to show up, but he's walking through towns and villages, and and Scripture says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, Mm -hmm. like sheep without a shepherd. And then Jesus said to his disciples, "'The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few.'" ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. That's you and me. We have been sent out out into the harvest field where you live, where you work, where you are every day, as you go. You probably see dozens of people who are helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd, and so... Getting involved in this Labor Day initiative, understanding, uh, and there's so many different ways we can talk about um, what this looks like, what does an initiative look like, but the bottom line is understanding that every person who is a Christ follower has been commissioned as a pastor Mm. in their workplace. You've been commissioned to go help the hopeless and the harassed and to tell them about their Good Shepherd so that
0: they're not sheep without one. Well, this, this is this is great stuff. Well, let's just step back for just a minute cuz a lot of people think of Labor Day and when we say Labor Day initiative you're thinking, was well, this something I'm going to do on Labor Day? Mm, it's not really something you're going <laughs> to do on Labor Day, although you can do something on Labor Day, but it's really to use that Labor Day week as the kickoff yeah. to recognize, hey, it re-, right. you know what we've been talking about on I work for him for years now is that Exactly. Uh, it's a day to celebrate the ministry yeah. which we've been given.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, you were talking about appreciation. Well, well let, let's, let's rewind all the way to Sunday. Okay, so Sunday before Labor Day, wouldn't it be awesome to be sitting in church as a CEO, an accountant, a custodian, a teacher, a member of the military, a cashier um, at a store, whatever. You're, you're sitting in church, and all of a sudden your pastor asks you to stand up. And he's going to commission you, in case, just in case you missed that, he wants to actually commission you to go to work on, hopefully Tuesday, because hopefully you'll have Monday off, but to go to work and be a pastor in your workplace, and to really just humble himself and make it very clear to everybody that your, his job is no more important than yours. That we create a culture, wherever we go, we create a culture of love. We create a culture of knowing and loving Jesus Christ. And so he can't be everywhere. Your, your, your pastor can't be everywhere. That, that's why God put us in all these different places. And so he says, go. Go in love go appreciate. You, you guys were just talking about appreciation. That was hilarious. Right. I wanted to break in and say, I appreciate both of you um, <laughs> it, it, because of all the work that you do, and I work for him. It's amazing the number of people that you inspire. To just know that when I wake up every morning and I go to work, just because I'm not a preacher, doesn't mean that I count any less in the kingdom. So, As a matter of so- fact, I've gone out into the harvest field to harvest.
0: Well, Patty, let me just ask you a question. Why sure. did you get involved in the Love 2020 movement? What was it about it that said, I got to be a part of that?
2: Well, it was a unique combination of my dear friend, Floyd Taylor, uh, <laughs> sort of offering up the opportunity and then uh, the fact that it fit my DNA and what I do through Marketplace Solutions. And, you know, the whole aspect of launching Marketplace Solutions back in 2006 was out of the unique combined Uh, experience that I had vocationally in ministry as well as um, in professional retail management and the uh, unique blend uh, essentially burst the vision in me much like Kathy has just explained that we have to equip the Saints for the work of the ministry not to do our work but to fulfill God's work in the marketplace and this is one of the things that love 2020 is you know envisioned to do
0: The Labor Day Initiative, sponsored by Love 2020. Check out our specific workplace-focused initiative, love2020workplace.com. love2020workplace.com. I work for him as joined forces with ministries across the country focused on faith and work. And we've got, as part of the Love 2020 Initiative, we created a website that really talks about exactly what we're doing here that our workplace is our mission field, that we are commissioned to be missionaries and pastors and ministers in our workplace. And and it's just so important. Check it out, love2020workplace.com. You know, many of you listen to the podcast, don't often get to hear the commercials. And I wanted to draw attention to to a couple of sponsors. ARCW Insurance is an insurance agency, both commercial and personal, that can handle your insurance insurance needs no matter where you live in the country no matter where you live in the country. So wherever you listen to this podcast, check out ARCWinsurance.com. These people love our work for him and are supporting us each and every day. And also Ministries.org. If you're looking for a healthcare alternative, Samaritan Ministries is a healthcare sharing network that Martha and I participated in a little over a year. And this ministry is an amazing Acts to like ministry. I don't write checks every month to the company. I write checks every month to other families that have had healthcare needs. SamaritanMinistries.org, check it out. It's way cheaper than health insurance, and it's really like participating in a ministry of the faith. Make sure you tell them that Jim from I Work For Him sent you, and they will help support I Work For Him. All right, we're back talking with Kathy Branzell and Patty McBain. These two are part of the Love 2020 Workplace Initiative. They're also part of the Labor Day Initiative. And and really, let's just recap where we are in this whole thing. Patty, when you heard about the Love 2020 Labor Day Initiative, before you knew all the details, what did you think we were going to be talking about?
2: Uh, Well, you know, I, uh, I immediately think of Labor Day with work. And uh, oftentimes, Labor Day is uh, a day of rest. Actually, people, uh, uh, you know, take a vacation or take a weekend off, extended weekend. But uh, what's powerful about uh, what is a part of the Labor Day initiative is this uh, envisioning of everyone to extend this Love 2020 vision and do it in a way that is natural in the relationships that we have probably more time with than in some cases our families, which is our work relationships. Mm.
0: And, and Kathy, one of the things that we're trying to do here is to get the, the Four Walls Church, the, the, the part of the body of Christ is within the Four Walls Church, to help us to launch this. There's some exciting stuff going on there. How do we want our churches to come alongside us in this Labor Day initiative? All right. Well,
1: and before the break, we
0: were talking about how just a pastor could just
1: springboard this by commissioning, telling every person in their church to stand up. Anybody uh, from a, a working mom at home uh, to military, to, uh, every person who gets up in the morning and does something, stand up, They're going to school, whatever it is, and to commission them, that where God has sent them to work that day to go and make disciples to go pray to go care to go share to go be salt and light to go pick your favorite scripture do it unto the Lord for the Lord to the glory of the Lord but tell people about the Lord and and oftentimes we hear people say oh I'd really like to be a person of influence I really aspire to be a person of influence you are a person of influence. Yes. We influence people's moods, and we influence um, people's attitudes. We influence. It's hard to have somebody smile at you and you not smile back. Um, we we influence uh, kind of the, our workplace and the way that we work in our integrity, uh, that we're not spending a, a time, we're not stealing from our company, we're not stealing time from our company, we're putting in a good solid 40 hours or, or part-time 20 hours, whatever it is. Uh, but in all of these things, going and being salt and light and caring for people, go back to the, the idea of the helpless and the harassed. You have a workplace full of people who feel helpless or harassed. That's really how Labor Day was burst, Was that the the American worker um, just wanted to be appreciated? They were working in deplorable conditions. They were working twelve hours a day, seven days a week. Children were working. Old people were being abused and unsafe, unclean situations. And all it, Labor Day was launched. Um, to express appreciation for all the achievement and contributions and to to bring a focus into the helplessness and harassment of the workplace. And so we're just going to grab onto that, and we're going to go in the workplace, and we're going to be salt and light. We're going to be compassionate. We're going to listen with our eyes as well as our ears, pick five or ten people that you're going to pray for by name in your workplace, and then start listening to their conversations, Listen to what's going on around them, what's being demanded of them, how can you come alongside and be an encouragement, how can you be a helper? It just goes on and on, and and pray for them. Uh, uh, Go up to people and
0: say, how can I pray for you? Well, saying, mm-hmm. l- let's just stop, the, because, because, as Patty, I hear you agreeing. This, the starting with prayer, you know, and we're talking about all, every time we talk about the Love 2020 movement, we talk about a, a lifestyle of prayer, care, and then share. A- and it all starts with prayer. Patty, how have you seen in your workplaces over your the, the lifetime that you've been working, how have you seen prayer be transformational as you start to pray for those around you?
2: Yeah, so probably... Uh, two examples that I would have for you. When I was in retail management, I had a personal book of about 350,000 in business every year. So I had a lot of customers. And one of the things that would naturally happen as I interacted with my customers is that I would find out more about them than they probably were, you know, thinking they would share. And and, and it, it was a comfortable relationship that uh, was built on trust, and that happened very quickly because I did care for them and I was interested in them. Out of that, when they brought certain things up, I would actually ask them, can I pray with you about that before you check out? And right there in the store where we were, I would just pray with them. I'm telling you, every time I asked them if I could pray with them, I never have ever gotten refused so that's number one i'm gonna stop
0: you right there i have said that on the air for four and a half years that i have never had anybody say no when i've asked that question after they've shared something from their heart can i pray with you about that i have never no matter what their religious affiliation is no matter what their feelings about god is when they are down and out they realize the value of prayer isn't that amazing patty
2: Mm, absolutely The second one was even more profound. Everyone's familiar with 9-11. Well, on 9-11, I was working for a technology distributor in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Prior to that particular date, there had been a group of us that just would gather for lunch, and we'd pray together, we'd encourage each other. It it became known to supervision that I was a person of faith, and I actually got called out on once, uh, being actually in a negative way told, uh, look, you can't proselytize here, you can't have Bible studies here. And I said, you know, I made it very clear that that wasn't what I was doing. Fast forward, 9-11 happens. That day was chaotic, as many of us remember. And about mid-morning after all of the uh, things that had happened with the towers and everything, our senior management, uh, the same senior management that actually you know, uh, gave me some corrective words about how I was carrying myself. And the CEO of the company brought all 170 of us to this room, and they gave us some, you know, information and protocols as to how to interact with our business partners and our our customers. When the supervisor was done, he gestured to the right, to the CEO. He said, Bob, is there anything you'd like to add? And Bob paused for a moment. And he said, I think we should pray. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, Jim, both of them turned and they pointed at me and they said, would you lead us? That day, I led our entire company in prayer for our nation, for healing, for the peace of God to literally descend upon us. Literally, the Spirit of God fell in that building like any revival service that you would imagine. And unbeknownst to the supervisor and the CEO, they commissioned me that day as the pastor of that company. My yeah. desk became a revolving door. Literally, it was just people would send me emails, walk over to my desk, can you pray with me about my daughter? I mean, it was just one thing after another. There is a hungry... Um, People who don't believe that there's an answer to, you know, the, the very things that have created turmoil and heartache and pain in their lives. And Jesus is
0: that. That's and, for uh, sure. We've got Kathy Branzell from Love 2020 on the line with us today. And Patrick McBain from Marketplace Solutions. He's involved in the Love 2020 Workplace Initiative along with I Work for him and many, many other ministries around the country. You guys, as Patrick would, was sharing, and I know you go by Patty, but I want people to be able to figure out how this is spelled, P-A-D-D-Y, uh, you were sharing how prayer really led you to becoming really the designated pastor in your workplace. And Kathy, that's the first step in in the Love 2020 movement, prayer, care, and then share. As part of the, the work, the Labor Day initiative, helping us all recognize, Kathy, this uh, this focus on the fact that our labor is from God and it's a gift. what does this care thing look like?
1: Care is looking for what does a person need? Uh, I mean we keep talking about it today. What if you just decided every day when you woke up that you were going to affirm or say or, or or give appreciation to at least 10 people a day the, the, and then 10 became 20. And 20 became 30. Uh, Or, or, you know, does a person need a ride to work? Maybe you know somebody at your office and they only have one car because another one's in the shop. Or, you know, they're having to go to doctor's appointments. They need help. Uh, I had cancer for 14 years and our family still says, nothing says I love you like a casserole. (laughs) <laughs> you know, brought to you I'm from time. Minnesota. We
0: call those hot dishes. That's right, hot dish.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, and so it, it, looking for ways to care right there in your workplace, in your neighborhood of, you know, what does a person need most from you? And a lot of times it's just prayer and friendship, but they may need something else tangible. And then also you could have your workplace get involved in uh, making a difference in your community. And so what if if something's really on your heart? There's a justice issue. There's a diversity issue. There's a unity issue. There's something going on. There's a, a school down the street that could use... What if your workplace got together and showed care together? for the local school down the street.
0: Maybe somebody's got a dog that needs to be walked or something like that. I mean, I I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know what? You know who's going on vacation. You know, somebody's put in vacation time and you go, hey, do you need me to go by and water your plants? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you need me to pick up your mail? Uh, Any Anything that just says, I'm going to put you above me, uh, any interest that you have, any need that you have, if there's some way I can contribute, I'm all in. I'm all in, and then those are the kind of people that get to go share the message of Jesus Christ. Love first, love first, and then people, you, 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 they feel safe around you. They feel cared for by you, and the brain is saying, "What can I learn from you?" and and that's when we get to share the message.
0: Of Jesus. Well, a lot of people listening today, Kathy and Patty, are going to say, okay, I understand the prayer part. I can pray for, I can pick five or ten people to pray for every day. And, and as the I Work for Him Nation challenges is to go ahead, then pray for those people by name each and every day because it will mm-hmm. open up opportunities for us to live a life of care, that, mm-hmm. that look for ways to serve them, looking for ways to befriend them. Those are what you just described. And I can also look for ways to pray with people. But a lot of us feel ill-equipped at sharing the gospel does the love 2020 website teach me is there something on the website to teach me a a a really comfortable way or at least get the bible verses right on sharing the gospel does the love 2020 website do that
1: we have lots of different coaching methods for that uh, and you can find those um on our website and the other thing i would say is you don't have to be a bible scholar to share the message of jesus you just Mm. have to be able to answer the question here's what jesus has meant in my life can i can i tell you what a wretch i was can i tell you about some mistakes i made in my life can i can i tell you where i was and now where i am thanks to the grace of jesus christ and and you and start there you know, you don't start by necessarily pulling your Bible out and opening up to the Romans Road or or um, any of the other incredible ways that we can share Jesus through the Bible. Start, start with life. Here's what Jesus means to me. Here's who Jesus is. And, and here's the transformation that's taken place in my life, and am I perfect? No, because you're going to get people who go, I don't want to hear that, I don't want to hear that, don't invite me to your church. It's just filled with a bunch of hypocrites. And, and you go, you know what? Um, it is. We are is. just a bunch of broken people. <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. We're trying to get it right, and we are trying to get it right. And by the grace of Jesus, we know we're going to be perfect. But... Um, you know, that's going to be when we meet him face-to-face. It's All not right, well, going to be on this planet. So come be imperfect with us.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> good. I love that. Let's be imperfect. Yeah. And when they say your church is full of hypocrites, when you say, yeah, you're right, it will blow their minds. Okay, so let's get real yep. personal. What have you guys said to your pastors to get them involved in the Labor Day initiative, to get them involved in recognizing that labor is from God and that it's our workplace? Patty, what have you said to your pastor to get them on board with, uh, with this initiative?
2: You know, basically, uh, he's very aware of what I do, so it was really a matter of saying, "Hey, this is happening, and it's happening nationwide, and um, uh, these are some of the links, and this is uh, some of the uh, uh, stuff that we've been talking about and preparing." And um, for him, it, it's an—he's he, in. I—I I didn't have to
1: sell
0: him on it. That's pretty thing. cool, Kathy. What about yeah. you with your pastor? and i i am
1: blessed my pastor's been on the purchase bandwagon and he is also a a bivocational pastor he's out there in the workplace also and so he was excited to do this and so we couldn't even get him to wait till labor day he's already started uh his service series yesterday about being the church and being the church every day and that commissioning service will will take place on Labor Day after he's already been preaching about it for a couple
0: of Sundays. That's really cool. Okay, so personally, Mm -hmm. Kathy, for the Labor Day initiative, have you decided to do anything specific, special to engage those people that, I mean, you work in a Christian organization, but you live in a neighborhood full of non-Christ followers. So talk to me about what you specifically are going to do. Well,
1: so, so you can also come at this as a consumer, and so uh, personally, besides just being in a neighborhood and also living with a marketplace person, um, my husband out there in, in you know, healthcare, uh, I want to go and I'm talking to different people where I shop, where I work out, where I hang out, where we dine, all of these places, because you can just have a conversation right there wherever you're eating and find out, you know, how your server um, where kind of where they are faith wise, and so encouraging people in all of these play all these different marketplaces, um, schools and and beyond, going out there and talking to them and saying, "How are you salt and light here at this restaurant?" Now, how how does your relationship with Jesus play out? Have you ever thought about? And so I'm out there planting seeds in dozens and dozens of different stores wow. and restaurants um, and marketplaces trying to get people on board to do this
0: very cool patty what about you what are you going to do
2: yeah so i have been engaging uh small business owners and a couple ceos Uh, i was hoping to have one of those ceos on uh but uh, he couldn't make it and uh helping to build a culture that reflects this and it hasn't been just around this initiative this has been uh, eight, ten years of, you know, work that has been focused in this fashion. But from a personal standpoint, uh, one of the things that my wife Leslie and I are going to do is actually have an anniversary party in September and invite majority of which are unsaved neighbors to hear our story. And um, we're going to celebrate them while we celebrate this, uh, what we consider a mile mark and use it as a way in which to let them know that we've been praying for them, that we pray for them all the time, and that uh, that will continue.
0: That's fantastic. Patty McBain and Kathy Branzell, thanks for being in iWork Room today. Thanks for talking about the Labor Day initiative, how we can change our world. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, you, I really appreciate you guys listening to iWork Room today and just, I, I Be inspired by the fact that your workplace is a gift from God. And Labor Day, that week, use it as a week to celebrate what you've been given, the ministry that is specifically yours, and take it seriously. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for Him.